Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Festpod, the unofficial download festival guide. I'm Neil Wilkinson. This is the place for news and rumours about the festival, advice for going and your chance to get involved and ask your questions too. So now let's welcome my fellow hosts. First of all, we've got Lee Ellingham down in the south. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? I'm fabulous, thank you. Uh, we've got Dave Kingdon down in the southwest. Howdy. Howdy, cowboy. <laughs> you literally are a cowboy, though, aren't you? Sort of, I guess. You have some cows? Yeah. I'm not really a boy anymore. Then you're a cowboy. <laughs> you, you're just missing the hat, aren't you? That's all. No one's ever called me a cowboy before. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm the first. So get in touch with us on the socials by looking for FestPod. Say hi, ask our advice about download or just chime in with whatever you want. There's plenty going on on our social feeds right now. So have a good look, have a, have a flick and, uh, and see what you like. So the first thing that we are going to do today is the news. We have news about festivals, not just download. Um, the... Uh, First thing that we're going to talk about is the fact that Glastonbury was cancelled for this year. Um, they issued a statement saying that uh, because of obviously the size of Glastonbury and how long it takes to set up, it's not going to go ahead this year. No, apparently it takes 20, according to the uh, 2003 statement, it's 20,000 people that need to just set it up. It takes about three to four months to do the setup itself because um, I mean, I've never been. Apparently, it's, it's like a another whole world, a, a big city worth of a festival. You've, you've never been? No, not Glastonbury, no. Have you been, Dave? No. Um, I would like to have gone a couple of times, but 
it's always slightly different bands than I'm into. Oh, he's I mean, a bit, so a bit really, more mainstream. Yeah, and the tickets sell out like instantly. Oh, that's true. Is it? It's not too far from you, is it? Uh, it's quite. I think it's close to Lee. Really? No, oh, right. Oh, it's in Somerset. Glastonbury, Somerset. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be closer to you then. Oh, no, do you know what? It's probably right at slap bang in the middle. In the middle, yeah. Geography with Festipod. Yeah. Um, so, um, are you disappointed? I mean, uh, with a view to, you know, what, what it might mean for download? Um, initially, I, I did get really down the dumps about it, um, thinking about what it could mean. Um, I had a lot of negative sort of uh, feedback from my posts in, again, other social platforms. You're um, kidding. I know, shocking. Um, yeah, my enthusiasm was sort of... Uh, Dampened. That's it. Pissed off. By, 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 other, by other people being so negative. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, specifically, uh, there was one person um, was having a... Having a a debate with them oh, yes. about how how I think it, how I think it could affect download or how I don't think it would affect download um, the coronavirus not Glastonbury being cancelled because this was before it was announced it was being cancelled and then within minutes of it getting announced this person messaged me saying are you feeling hopeful now and I thought well no but then surely from my enthusiasm you should know that so then why are you then having a go trying to say are you hopeful now in such a negative way. So I almost had to rub my face in it. People taking glee in other festivals being cancelled doesn't. It's, it's not very. It's not very nice. That it's not very nice. No, I think it's it's this whole "I told you so" ism, as as I call it. So, in this scenario, every, there's a lot of people saying it's going to happen. We really want it to happen. They're really enthusiastic about it, optimistic. But then you've got us. You've got a small minority of loud people that are, that are saying, "Get real." In reality, it's not going to happen. It'd be really negative and quite vicious and toxic with with the way they're speaking to you about about their point of view, and and it really dampened my mood that day. Thinking like, okay, right, yeah, I'm now I'm now thinking the worst. People want to share their bad mood, don't they? They want to spread it around. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact is that Glastonbury is a huge, great big festival, and it's like, it, I mean, it's, it must be the biggest festival in the UK. I can't think of a bigger one. No, it is. It's it's by it's by far the biggest, um, and some would say the best. I would disagree, but I've never been. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's it's by far the biggest festival in the UK. Um, the capacity for it is two hundred thousand people, and Download's half the size, literally half the size. But Download hasn't filled its full capacity since two thousand and twelve. So. Um, it takes a lot longer to get the people and equipment and uh, structures together for Glastonbury, which is why they've had to cancel, because it takes so long. Um, and we're not simply not at the stage yet where enough people are vaccinated to have them in a position to put Glastonbury together. So yeah, I, underst- I understand why they're doing it, um, and I can understand why some people are being a bit pessimistic about the chances of the rest of the country but i mean as 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 the as this podcast will go on we will obviously discuss uh, more in depth about the other bits and pieces to do with it um 
but it's now looking like other festivals can go ahead. We are at a point where we've got, what, five vaccines, is it now? Um, five vaccines are available to us with, no, sorry, there's five, um, oh, excuse me, let me start again. Um, we've ordered six, a sixth one, um, a German vaccine. Really? Which will be available, which we've put in about 50 million orders for, uh, that targets the new variants uh-huh. of the of the virus. Um, so overall, we've got six, but three of them are immediately v- available to us. Um, and there has been proven that it reduces the transmissions between people, even after the first dose, by about 67%. And we've got 10 million uh, first vaccine vaccinations done so far, isn't it? I think that uh, the second vaccinations, the last I saw was about, um, I don't know, it's a lot 500,000 ish. Yeah, that's that's um, the figure I thought. Yeah, but the, the good news out of it all is is that even after the first dose, transmissions are reduced by sixty seven percent, which is a good thing. Obviously, we'd all prefer it to be a hundred percent after the first dose, but obviously, we were promised that it, it, that wouldn't be the case. And it's cracking even, on at a hell of a pace, isn't it? I mean, ten million people in January is is great i mean and there's there's only a, a certain percentage of people that need to be um vaccinated before so-called herd immunity festival season is still possible despite the cancellation of glastonbury according to a bbc news article on the 22nd of january um Music festivals are still possible this summer, despite the cancellation of Glastonbury, says the head of Association of Independent Festivals, which I've never heard of. Paul Reed said Glastonbury is a different beast to most festivals and most likely ran out of time due to the size and complexity of the event. Smaller events could still happen if the government ensures organisers can access cancellation insurance. For most festivals, the cut-off point is more likely the end of March. And Download has issued a statement. I think it was it just after the cancellation of Glastonbury. Yeah. And they said, uh, look, come back to us at the end of March. Yeah, uh, no, so they, they've, they've got an announcement due for the 1st of March um, regarding with um, what they're going to do. Obviously, like last year, they're keeping an eye on the situation and the 1st of March they will have some sort of statement, um, whether it be we are still confident it's going to go ahead with the way the vaccinations are going or it's or to play, to play it safe, we're, not, we're, we're going to cancel again. But... I'm still hopeful. Uh, again, like like we've said, that with the rate that the first doses are being done, the cases are going down, um, deaths are going down. I mean, it's, it's to me there is light at the end of the tunnel that says download festival. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm um, of, of a mind to say that it will go ahead. As far as download are concerned, it is going ahead. They're still planning it. Um. You know that's that's the latest. That's the latest information. Um, and like you say, all all the figures are going in the right direction. So all these people who are absolutely adamant, it's not going ahead. You you're absolutely mad. Mm. Um, I I don't agree at all. I don't agree one bit. Now there was uh, a statement from Two Thousand Trees, 
We just wanted to share an update about 2000 Trees 2021. Since the sad news that Glastow have postponed again till 2022, a few of you have understandably been asking about what our plans are for this summer. Well, in short, we're still very much planning on going ahead as it stands. We're busy behind the scenes, as usual, for this time of year, planning your favourite festival. But it will obviously only go ahead if we feel it is safe for our staff, you guys and the wider community. Um, now, uh, the weird thing is, is you look at any of these other smaller festivals and they are getting nowhere near the same amount of negativity as Download Festival is, um, regarding whether it's actually going to happen this year. Most people are just going, uh, fingers crossed, thanks for this, looking forward to it, hope it goes ahead, but you compare that with anything on the download pages and everyone's going it's never gonna happen i just I, I, I find it so bizarre the difference in mindsets between the festivals i i, I find it baffling as well i think the mindset is is that 2000 trees arctan gen bloodstock they're all very small festivals in comparison to download i know bloodstock being in august obviously so there's so that's the first thing is that Bloodstock is two months after download, but that's only 20,000 people. Um, 2,000 trees capacity, I'm not 100% sure. 5,000. 5,000? That's really small. It's tiny, isn't it? Christ, it is. Um, No wonder they're getting no negativity. There's nobody there. (laughs) Oh, Tangent. How big's that? That's even smaller, I think. We should have done all this, uh, this, this sort of thing. See, I'm, I'm quite upset with myself. We should have, should have done all this research before logging onto the podcast. Um, that doesn't fucking... Wikipedia doesn't say nothing. That's useless. Uh, 5, 000, uh, yeah, daily capacity in 2019 was 5,000 people. For Arc Tangent? Yeah. Wow. So 5,000. I thought they were bigger, if I'm honest. Um, obviously wrong. But, but okay, so yeah, so that really answers that question, doesn't it? Um, why are people being a bit more positive towards Two Thousand Trees and Bloodstock and Arctan Gen? I, I mean, you can't really, you know, five thousand people is still a lot of people. You know, I mean, it's not it's not a hundred thousand people or eighty thousand people, but it's it's still a lot of people. You know, hmm. but, I mean, on that we mentioned capacity. I mean, the the main events manager at download has always said that once they get their rough guide of how many people are going to turn up through day tickets and campers, et cetera, et cetera, they build the arena for the capacity of people that are going to be there. Really? So, so I'm wondering if they have to, they make the arena fucking huge somehow. Like, I, I don't know, put a stage on the, on the inside of the track Um I know it doesn't really make much difference when you when you think everyone goes to the main stage and everyone's going to be cramped up the front, but I mean, trying to spread it out as much as possible. Nobody wants to be cramped up the front. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you were getting at, Neil. Right. Um, okay. Well, I mean. Who knows? No, none of us have got a crystal ball. Um, but for, from from my perspective, certainly, I'm I'm planning on spending 
the second week of June at download. First week. The, is it no, the first week? The first, yes, the festival starts on the 2nd of June. Oh, the, oh, I see. They've moved it when they rescheduled it, didn't they? Yeah, it's something to do with, um, quote, we could move the festival. Like Rockham Ring or Grass Pop. It sounded like you fell down a hole then and disappeared. I'm still here. No, (laughs) I was talking about Lee (laughs) because it just went quiet. I did. I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm in a hole. I'm in. A, I'm in. A, I'm in a deep dark hole. Are you? Well, look at you. Um. So I oh, know. <laughs> um. So uh, we have music news. Uh, the Foo Fighters have released their latest album, "Medicine at Midnight." Have you heard this yet, Dave? I haven't. I was going to listen to it today, but I didn't get a chance. But I'll try and listen to it tomorrow. But they're definitely. Uh, probably at the top of the list for bands that should play download oh absolutely headline download have you heard this yet uh, lee i heard yeah when it when it came out and you know the, the perfect word to describe that new album it's fun um i do pref- i have to be honest i do prefer the older starlings of foo fires the little bit heavier sort of stuff but as sort of um rock goes it's re- it is a really good album. Um, I, I, I dare say they do Glastonbury or the likes of Reading and Leeds, but they are they're a great band. I'd love to see them at download. Um, but the album itself, it's a lot of fun. For ages, I wasn't convinced about the Foo Fighters until I saw them on TV at Glastonbury. And I watched them do their set, and I was actually like, do you know what? These are, these are really good, because... Um, uh, you know, you listen to some of the older albums, and not every track is a winner for me. Anyway, um, you know, you've got it's there. There are nuggets of gold sprinkled throughout the albums. This new album, uh, "Medicine at Midnight," it's it has um, some some really good tracks. It is a different direction for them, isn't it? It doesn't sound like your regular sort of uh, Foo Fighters album. Uh, in fact, I heard Dave Grohl say that. Some of these tracks, when they were writing them, they were laughing in the studio whilst they were writing them because they just don't sound like Foo Fighters tracks at all. In fact, they sound a bit like ABBA, which I can kind of hear um, in some there of them. Is a, there, is, there is a sort of poppy undertone to it all. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, I don't, I, I don't see that to be a problem. Um, There's nothing wrong with bands doing different things because they've got to keep it in- interesting for them, haven't they? Exactly. I mean, you you look at some of the artists um, that that grace Donington Park, um, the likes of Corn. That Corn sound has changed drastically since they were f- since they first came on the scene in the nineties. Has it? Didn't know that. Slipknot has changed big time since the nineties as well. Um, Bring Me the Horizon being a newer one. Their sounds changed since they first came on the scene. I think it's just it's just an evolution yeah. with bands. So it's almost like maturity. Um, they're, they're going in different directions with their music and trying something different. And you'll get the the hardcore fans loving loving it and carrying on listening to it, or you know you'll get people bitching and whinging like, like you do. But no, I mean the thing is that they, they can't keep on making that first album that you loved so much. 
they have to evolve. They have to go in different directions. They can't keep on making that same album over and over again because it's, they've done it. And as far you know, it's. I think when you're when you're creative, you are writing about life as it is for you up until now, and then you grow up and and you've got other experiences. You've got new things that happen to you, and you want to write about that instead because the all the other stuff has already happened. Is is that right, Dave? Oh yeah, I, I do agree with that. Like every band's got a um evolve haven't they and a lot of their fan base might hate it, hate them for it but um you know at the end of the day i think most musicians just um you know play what they want to play and whether it's similar to what they've done before or if it's uh something new but uh royal blood have uh, uh started releasing tracks from their latest album and they're more pop sounding um, there have been some complaints about it not being quite as heavy. Um, oh, you're, but... always, you're, you're always going to get the complaints, and it, 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 it baffles me. I mean, as I mean, as we've all just agreed, bands will have inevitably evolve their sounds. Um, and I mean, you mentioned Royal Blood. Actually, I was driving home the other day, and I heard something on Radio X that I actually really enjoyed. I thought I recognised the vocals. That's surely Royal Blood. It says, that's the new one from Royal Blood. And I thought, that was brilliant. Yeah. It's a great track. Yeah, I can't stop listening to exam- it. A good example was uh, Biffy Clyro. Like they've they've slowly, gradually changed their sound to be a bit more, uh, you know, mainstream, for want of a better word. Mm. Um, yeah. There's a lot of debate about whether they're a, a suitable band for download, though, hasn't there? Well, I think they are like a lot of their earlier stuff is quite heavier than what they do on re- recent albums. But even the stuff on recent albums is a bit is still, you know, download worthy. Mm. Yeah. So in my res- in my research for uh, when, when so before the festival hits, I like to download as much music from all the artists as I can to obviously get a feel for what I'm getting myself in, um, into. And I'll be honest, I was one of those people that. Oh, Biffy Clyron. One, not again. Two, oh, they're not they're not a downloaded band. They're quite poppy, blah, 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 blah. I actually gave them a listen. Um, I The tracks I've listened to are part of their, their most recent big sets that they've done at festivals or the headline gigs. And I'm not being funny. The music is definitely download worthy. They've got some of the, 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 the more um, mainstream, poppier sort of stuff in there. But again, the, the heavier stuff is really good. And they will mix it up, and they, they mixed it up the last time they played. I mean, I didn't see them. Obviously, saw the, the highlight for download TV. I don't get. I don't understand the hate. Mm. Well, uh, you know, I, this is the metal community for you, isn't it? It's just, yeah, people like what they like, and what they don't like is crap, <laughs> basically. Pretty much. <laughs> um, I'm going to be really honest. I am. Desperate to see some live music. I am you're really... Not, you're not alone. You're not alone on that at all. Um, I mean, I had Envisions booked, um, and The City is Ours for January, and that got that got cancelled um, in December. And they've even had to... Envisions, sorry, have had to cancel their shows, their headline shows for March. So, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually... I'm gagging for a gig, just like you just the the sensation of loud speakers against my eardrums 
I'm missing it so much and going out, going out. Oh my God, going, leaving the place and going into town and seeing a band or even going to another city to go to a venue and, and pay eight quid for a pint and uh, stand in a crowd full of people I don't know. And, oh, just the feeling of being in a crowd and dancing around to music. It's, I miss it so much. Um, and it's it's I, I was trying to think what the last gig I went to was, but I can't really remember. Um, I mean, well, you know, whichever, whatever it was, whenever it was, it's too long, and I'm I'm ready now. I'm ready. Just vaccinate me now. Do you know what? Um, I was looking on. Um, I think it, was, it must have been on the on the last leg. They had a guest on. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the, the guest, but they they actually said. They would push a ninety-year-old out of the way just to get the jab themselves, <laughs> and I think we can all understand that feeling, big time. Um, I do want to say hello to the Battle Jacket podcast, who we made friends with on uh, Instagram. Oh, was it on Twitch? We saw them on it Twitch. Was, it was on Twitch. Okay. Yeah, they, they they posted that they were. Um, uh, they were going to do their podcast, so we thought we'd check it out. It seemed like a very good conversation to be involved in. Yeah, so check them out, the Battle Jackets podcast. Um, that's uh, on. They're on Twitch. They stream it live on Twitch, and I believe they make a podcast out of it and they release that separately as well. So have a, a listen to them if you're looking for uh, festival metal rock type podcasts to listen to. The Battle Jacket. So next, we're going to get some advice about going to download in the guide. In this section, we'll try and answer your questions about what it's like to go to download festival, things that we recommend doing and things to avoid. This week, crowd etiquette. When your band comes on, you'll be desperate to get a good view and to enjoy yourself as much as possible. But how do you do that when thousands of people around you are trying to do the same thing? So getting to the front of the crowd to see your favourite band can be tricky because if there's other people around with the same idea, they're all going to be pushing and shoving. It'll be like Christmas Eve in the shopping centre, won't it? Yeah, so I mean, the only do you know what the only time I've ever been to the front for a headliner was um, was Def Leppard. And no way. Yeah, and the the only reason I can imagine, I can think of that I managed to get to the front was because it is definitely a different sort of crowd. Obviously, getting to the front at Slipknot, it was it was impossible. Oh. I think I think I think Dave Dave managed to get as close as he could, but that wasn't like close close. But Def Leppard. Um, we were actually quite close to the barrier, um, and I've and I've got some brilliant pictures of and some footage of us actually being as close as we were. Wow! Um, but I, for for Slipknot, it was, it was an, almost an impossibility to do so because so many people wanted to get to the front. Obviously, two completely different sounding bands, um, different crowds, definitely an age difference. Um, Dave, you like being up the front, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me start again. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just remembering what Dee just said, and I remember, um, I think it was Tool, 
well, not last year, the year before. Two all up the front. Um, yeah. Neil, stop and, it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I'd, I got there fairly early because um, I wanted to get a good place. I was sort of, I don't know, maybe 20, 20 rows back or something like that. And, you know, as it got closer to the start of the show, obviously everyone was getting more and more tight and like pushing forward slightly. And then I remember someone came up behind me and was like, oh, I just want to get in front of you. And I was like, yeah, so you're like 100,000 other people. Yeah, mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the trick is to like plan ahead. That's why, like, I, I know Lee will uh, agree with me on this. Like when they first announce the lineup, it's good to, um, you know, tick off the bands you want to see and cross off the bands you don't want to see. And then you have a good idea of... Um, like a schedule for yourself and then uh, a bit nearer to the time when they release the the stage times you can go on Clash Finder and um, uh, check that out and it's good, it's good ideas to print it out and then just you know have the bit of paper in your pocket when you're walking around the festival and be like oh this band I want to see are coming on in like an hour's time but there's a band I want to see you clash with them so then you might be like oh I'll watch a couple of songs of theirs and then um, give myself enough time to go to the other band or whatever. Because that's the thing, at a festival, you've got people who are at the main stage all day, and they won't move, and they'll just sit there and and watch yeah. whatever entertainment is provided for them. Then you've got people like you who will actively seek out bands that they want to go and watch and will be yeah, crowd-hopping. Like yeah, I like to get my money's worth, and like... You know, there are definitely some bands that play that I don't like. Um, and then there are some bands there that I, like, you know, love. So it, it's good to, um, you know, it's, it's good to do some research beforehand. And if it's a band you've never heard of, you know, just go on Spotify or YouTube and listen to a couple of songs. I mean, oh, you can be like, oh, actually, I might check them out. So for for a lot of performances you'll just have to put up with whatever view you've got that you managed to get because there's already going to be a crowd there for, for a lot of it, isn't there? When you when you turn yeah, up to see your band. Yeah. You just have to... Um, but, well, not normally, especially for the main stage, if you can get there before the previous band finish, as soon as that band finish, like, it does get quite empty and you can, you can actually sort of weave your way closer if you want to because most people would just kind of stay where they are if they're there all day they, they they'll pick a spot and they'll just stay there and obviously they might get kind of pushed around a bit when the band's playing but um generally they, they won't try and go any further if they don't if they if they're just there like uh to see you know general bands if, they, if there's no one they particularly want to see like desperately Lee, you're into crowd surfing, aren't you? And I, I can't think of anything more frightening, to be honest, than decide. I mean, how do you even initiate that? How do you get yourself up above people to crowd surf? How do you begin something like that? I don't. I don't initiate it. I, I wait until you can start seeing other people going for it. And I think it was it was when, when I saw Trivium um, in 2019. Um, there was a there was one bloke. Who was just literally saying, "Yeah, yeah, I'll lift you up, yeah, yeah," and and he was literally chucking people left, right, and over his shoulder. Um, 
and obviously getting people around him to help, just send them up crowd surfing. Um, the embarrassing thing for me was um, he's looked he's looked at me now. I don't want to sound arrogant. I say this: my figure doesn't show my full weight. I don't think. Don't correct. Don't correct me. Don't make me feel bad. Um, and he assumed that I was a lot lighter than I actually am, because when he went to go lift me up, um, it was a very slow process of trying to get me over over his shoulder and and onto onto the crowd. I slipped through his hands, and we almost fell forward. Oh, and, I, and I went. I said to him, "Fuck you, playing out. Let's try that again." And yeah, we did oh, eventually. <laughs> and um, I, I put my hand on other people's shoulders as well to get myself over. I I, I do feel bad when when I do it sometimes, purely because I don't want to be ruining everybody else's fun. But then it happens to me all the time as well. If you're down the front, you need to expect that someone's boot is going to come in the back of your head, or someone's going to land on top of you and go over you. Um, that's it. That they don't like it when you crowd surf at the, you know these the, the stewards don't like it at all because it's it's a safety issue because people are going to get booted in the face, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So they don't like it. So bear that in mind if you're planning that. The worst year was the drownload year as well because all of a sudden you turn around and there'd be this massive boot in your face, but not was <gasps> it. Not only was it not just a boot, it was a muddy boot. Oh, no. <laughs> no. You were trying to, trying to push it away, and then your hands were getting muddy, and it was just... Oh, my God, yeah. 2016, was that? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's probably been a few like that. But... <laughs> I'm sure there has, yeah. Um, now, some people uh, in the crowd really object to... Camera phones being used during performances. They will give you the evil eye if you try and take a photo or a video. Um, and some will, will be verbal about it, and, and in some cases violent about it. Put your phone away, etc. Um, now, I do take videos and photographs because I want to remember my experience. I've paid a lot of money to come here and see these bands and i want to remember it because i'm you know a few pints in at this point and if i like what i'm hearing if i like what i'm seeing i'll want to take a couple of pictures or a video and if i'm videoing i won't take more than a minute because i know that you know to be to be honest i'll rarely watch it back you know um and i don't want to be stood there for ages with with you know holding my phone up taking a video so i'll take about a minute at the most um, and then put my phone away and enjoy the performance. Uh, but even that is too much for some people who aren't minding their own business and want to be in your business with your camera phone. I don't get it. I mean, I mean, if you've got a decent memory, fine. I can understand why. Uh, again, for the excuses that we use, um, you want to remember it. You want to make sure you've got it on document for yourself to be able to relate back to it. Um but, I mean, I, I, that's that's my only excuse. Like, I want to remember it for myself. I'm not putting it up on YouTube or onto Facebook or the other platforms to try and get likes and, and, and stuff. It's, it's Even if totally... you were, what's wrong with that? True, very true. But, I mean, end of the day, it's, it's, to, it's to remember the time you had. Because, like you just said, by the time, especially by the time the main headliner comes on, you're going to be fucking 10, 10, 20 pints deep. Yeah, easily. And and you're gonna and you're gonna your memory's gonna go. So like, what, why wouldn't you want to 
um, take a few photos and videos. I, I, I don't see a problem with it. I, if someone, I mean, I do get it if it's if someone stood there for actually ages with it in your like again, and all you can see, you can't see the stage. All you can see is that phone. Hmm. Fine, but I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't turn around to someone and say, "Oi, put your fucking phone away." It's they want to remember it too. I've been a steward at the arena in Manchester, and we used to get people coming in. And I have to say, it was particularly older people who would bring in to the arena their iPad. And I'm not talking a regular-sized iPad. I'm talking about the massive iPad Pro 12.9-inch. It's like a computer monitor. And they would literally hold it up. And this is a particular memory I'm thinking of. I can't remember which band it was. Um, But they were nearly at the front with both hands holding up an iPad. Um, and it was a massive screen lighting up everything behind them. It was just the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. And yeah, I can I can understand people's problem with holding up an iPad and filming like that. That's just stupid. Um, but uh, you know, a little phone. It's a little phone. A little tiny little phone for just sixty seconds. Whilst I just take a little video. Uh, who who can reasonably have a problem with that, Dave? I agree. Like, I, I definitely take you know two or three photos of bands that I'm interested in and try and get a, a you know decent like thirty second video of something. If I know there's like a good um, solo or something coming up, I might just try and film that. But then you put your phone away and enjoy the show, or you know. Mm. And to be honest, I don't really. <laughs> have been in certain crowds where there's been big headliners on and people have filmed every song. But even then, I can understand because they're international headliners and, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have a go at anybody for it. <laughs> you know, it's your phone. You do what you want with it. I'm, I'm not, you know, if I'm watching you with your phone taking pictures and whatever, I'm not watching the gig, which is what I've come for. Um you know, everyone's got different opinions on it, but that's that's mine. Some bands, it's not even worth trying. Like, I remember, uh, I think it was the last time I headlined, and Iron Maiden. As soon as the yeah, as soon as the first song, as soon as they came on to the first song, the whole crowd like surged forward, and you were literally like sardines. So if if anyone was holding their phone up, you could they could have easily dropped it and. It would have been lost to the sands of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, never to be seen again. You've got to, you've got to be a bit uh, you know cautious of when you decide to take pictures and videos, especially in a big crowd. I'll only tend to hold it in front of my face as well. I won't. Yeah, I, I I don't really like it when people are holding it because then obviously that um, if they're holding it up to the sky, then obviously that. Uh, covers it for more people but mm. if it's just in front of your face then it's no different than the back of your head mm, yeah obstructing someone else's view behind you so there are considerate ways of doing admittedly, it admittedly yeah. i um for i think it was black peaks who were in the um, avalanche stage last time ahead um i had my phone in the air um trying to take a couple of recordings of a couple of songs for again like a minute like you say um I mean, I got I got no hassle from it, um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 guilty of doing what you've just said is a is a no no. 
<laughs> to be honest, I, I, it, it's, I think it's, it must be a minority of people who are violently against it. Um, because there are um, actually some bands that, uh, what's the word, like, discourage. Bands, like, obviously not a download because it's an outdoor festival, but some like gigs you go to, some bands will say no recording. And then mm. I think then you have to be respectful of their wishes because they specifically said, you know, don't film anything. Yeah, some concert gigs are like that as well, aren't they? You can't literally... Yeah, especially if it's being filmed for a, a DVD or something. But then if that's the case, then why would you need to film it? Because you can just buy the DVD and have it in good quality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very true. I always think that at Glastonbury, why, why are people using their their phone when it's being professionally filmed by professionals um now if you're in the middle of a, a crowd and you're enjoying the gig and you need the toilet uh what options have you got so when corn played in 2016 there's a group of people in front of me um and i could overhear them and they said oh i'm busted for the low and i thought fuck the band's about to come on. You're going to have to hold that. <laughs> no, no. This young lady decided that because she was wearing a poncho, all she had to do was squat down and just pee right there and then. And not into anything. No, no, no. It went straight into it because the, <sighs> the, the ground was soaked. The ground was soaking wet. It was mud anyway, and she just pissed right on the floor. <sighs> and part of me was like, "You dirty get," but I have to admit. I was quite jealous because if, if I needed a pee, yeah, you've got to either stick it in a bowl or a cup, leave it there, or you've got to wade through every every single person that's in your way to go to the loo. Oh, my God. Well, this is it. You know, do you... It, I, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because if you've got a, if you've got a um, an empty pint pot with you, uh, a plastic one, you could potentially... It's... it's it, how close are you to other people? Do you mind other people seeing your private parts as you piss? Um, you know, do you mind splashing other people with it? What are you going to do with it once you've filled it? And as we know, occasionally, well, I know um, that what well, you know, the, the, they do go flying onto the stage occasionally, uh, full of piss, and across the crowd. That is what you're seeing when you see those <laughs> flying pint pots. It's not water. It's not beer. Or it was beer, maybe, and it's now been transformed. Oh yeah, I've, I've, na- I've naively always thought it was beer or water because that's that's something that I've done. I've chucked a, I've chucked a cup of water um, across the crowd, and actually, a lot of people thanked me for it because um, it was quite quite warm in 2018. But why did you yeah, throw water? I took a sip because, and I thought, right, if I take a sip, then everybody else might, might get a little, they might want it as well. And nobody else around me wanted it. So I just, I literally, I threw it up in the air and someone's going, oh, who was that? And I went, oh, stuck my head. It was just the, and they went, <laughs> grabbed by the shoulder and went, thank you. That was really refreshing. <laughs> so no, no problem. <laughs> and I said, it wasn't piss, was it? I said, was it warm? No, it was really cold. I said, well, there you go. There you go. So uh, <laughs> the, thing, the awful thing is, if you do get covered in piss at a gig, there is nothing you can do about it because it's happened. That I mean, if you, <laughs> you know, you can sort of look out for those flying, um, <laughs> those flying cups of piss, but do you want to spend your time doing that, or do you want to watch the gig? 
it's this is the 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 danger of being in a crowd like that, particularly at download. Um, it doesn't happen so much at concerts, but out, outdoor festivals you do see a lot of flying piss. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're in a in a good spot in the crowd, and you need to catch up with your mates, or you're looking for your mates, but you've got a really good spot. Do you, do you leave that spot and go and look for them, or do you just let them come and find you and ignore them? Honestly, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm quite, when, I, when I go to download, I'm, I'm quite selfish. Like, like they said earlier, I plan out who I'm going to see, when I'm going to see them, and make sure I've got a good spot, and I will stay there. Um, if, 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 if one of you were to text me saying, oh, I'm, I'm over here, and says, well, I'm over here, come and find me. Yeah, it's actually quite good if um, if you're with other people to kind of compare notes with which bands you're going to see, and then you can be like, "Oh, I'm, we've both seen this band at three o'clock or something. Let's meet beforehand, like half an hour before or whatever, and at least you can be together." Because some people don't want to be on their own at a festival, and that's understandable. They want to be with their friends the whole time, um, which probably means you're not going to see as much of what you want wanted to see or would have wanted to see as you know music um than you would have done because you've got to consider everybody's thoughts um but if you if you're okay with walking around the place on your own you probably see a lot more that's your philosophy isn't it that's mine definitely um i mean don't get me wrong you stood you stood with your friends watching watching a watching a, a band is it, it can be more enjoyable than doing it by yourself um but I wouldn't. I, I'm in in a selfish sense. I wouldn't want to miss a band that I really, really wanted to see. And if that meant having to leave the crowd to then go back to my spot, I, I still wouldn't do it. Um, like Dave said, we would. You'd plan ahead with who you wanted to see, and if you end up wanting to see the same band as a friend of, as as your mates, say right, let's meet here half an hour beforehand, and we'll walk in together. It's also quite hard when if you're on the phone to someone you're like oh i've got my hand in the air come find me it's like oh everyone else got their hand in the air yeah yeah it's quite tricky to to to, it's like a needle in a haystack isn't it it's it's tricky to find anybody at a big crowd like that because everyone's dressed in black everyone looks the same you know um now in crowds um at download now there's there's a phenomenon this isn't just at download. This is at metal gigs, rock, rock gigs. Something that happens, it's called a circle pit. They are very fun. Now, I've never done this. I've never been brave enough to get anywhere near this. What happens in this? Circle, circle pits aren't too bad. Um, you, you run in the same direction as everybody else, and it looks really it looks really cool on, on, on TV and that. Just, again, you've got like about 50 people just running in a bloody circle. It sounds so silly, but it, it looks really cool and it is, it is a lot of fun. Um, there's not as much bashing about and knocking about as you would um, in a mosh pit. Um, What's the circle pit for? Why did it do it? <sighs> it's, it's fun. It's normally the bands that initiate it. The, the singer will like do a little circle motion with his hand and then everyone will like, push back and make a big gap in the crowd. Is it to release all the energy that they've got from the music? I'd say so. 
I'd say so. I'm absolutely knackered every time I do it. So it's just running? Pretty much, in a circle. It's. I mean, again, it, it sounds so silly, but it, yeah, that's pretty much exactly what it is. You're running in a circle to the music. And actually, I've always noticed it's always anti-clockwise. Really? I've never been in a clockwise circle pit. Isn't that funny? I wonder why that is. <laughs> Northern Hemisphere, maybe? Yeah. I've got a bit of a pro tip for circle pits actually oh go on especially you know on the main stage if, if you if you do find yourself um like back further back than you want to be and you want to get to the front more it's a good idea to seek out the circle pits and then normally like they, they spread out and then the, the song finishes and then as soon as the song starts again they all everyone jumps in and starts doing the circle um, so bef- before that happens, in between the songs, if if you find yourself at the back of a circle pit, run to the front of the circle pit, and then the circle pit's behind you, and you're close to the stage. Hey, <laughs> it's it's a bit of a, you know, you have to be a bit cautious because the song could start up before you realise, and then you're stuck in the middle with <laughs> hundreds of people running at you. Wow! But uh, you know, if you're smart enough, it works quite well. Now, you've mentioned other kinds of pit. Yeah, so your traditional pit. Your armpit. Um, armpit, knee pit. <laughs> no, mosh pit. Um, yeah, it's just generally bumping into people and trying to... I, I, I think it's a, bit, it's a nice little stress reliever. Really? And get, getting your getting any sort of pent up aggression you've got, getting it out, and you're you're bumping into people, you're hitting other people, and it sounds really barbaric, but um, it's just a thing that happens uh, again. Metal gigs and rock gigs and stuff like that. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, the one you need to be aware of or wary of is what's called the wall of death. What's that? The wall of death. So with the circle pit, the this, the lead singer of the band will initiate. Um, will split the crowd in two and then the wall of death literally you just run at the other side that's been split up almost like imagine imagine you're in a war right if you ever watch vikings or game of thrones or anything like that and they're all running towards each other it's just like that that's fun until you fall over and you get fucking hundreds of people behind you trampling on you until somebody sees you and picks you up which has happened to me before (laughs) But how, how does how does a group or a crowd decide what kind of pits is going to happen? I mean, does does someone shout "Wall of Death" or you know whatever? With a mosh pit, you've always you've always got one absolute psychotic person who has got their eyes wide open with anger, aggression, and focus. Is that you? It's not me. No, 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 no. Um, and and then they and they didn't and they literally start pushing people just out like they've got the confidence to just to push people out and then just start a mosh pit. Um, when you're watching some, when you're watching a band on the stage, um, inevitably wherever you're watching them from, you're going to get people walking past you, very close to you, uh, people walking through the crowd, uh, either as, as a group or individually. Um, and no, it seems seemingly no matter where you stand in the crowd, you'll always get people pushing past you. So um, 
there doesn't seem to be anything you can do to <laughs> mitigate this. Um, you know, if you don't like being pushed past, I, I'd say it's tough, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I whenever I try and get through to people, again, if, say, I'm going to meet someone in the, in the middle of the crowd or I want to get towards a, a specific spot but it's quite crowded, um, I'll always, as loudly and as politely as possible, shout, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And some people are like, yeah, cool, go through. Some people would sort of like stand their ground and say, you're not getting in front of me. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's, again, it's one of those things that if you've been to a gig before, you know it's going to happen. Yeah, you want to get the best view of the 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 band but so does everybody else but everybody else is some some other people have got that confidence just to try and just push their way to the front and i mean if you don't move too far you, your experience isn't ruined and never um ruined um unless the tallest person in the world decides to stand in front of you as seems to happen to me every gig but i mean i'm already quite tall i'm five foot eleven i'm six foot in a pair of boots but still somebody the tallest man in the world will come and find me yeah, I'm I'm the same. Um, it happened. To, I went and saw when I went and saw Behemoth in 2018. Um, now, obviously, my fiance is a lot shorter than me, but where we were stood at one point when the support was on, and we really sort of went, "Oh God, please don't let them stand there the entire gig." Um, during the support, we had someone walk in front of us, and I just went, "For fuck's sake!" <laughs> Now, that's how I felt being, again, same as you know, 5'11", 6 foot in, in a pair of boots. I mean, my fiancé is about 5 foot 4. And, and it's for those sort of people that I, I really do feel sorry for because, yeah. I mean, they only need someone as tall as us to be in front of them. Yeah. And they can't see. But obviously you and I, that's someone that's like 6 foot 4 and they're towering over everyone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you are trying to get near the front as well, um, I... I think it's probably a better idea to um, get closer on that the sort of outskirts of the crowd and then work your way work your way in um, lengthways rather than try and cut through people like front to back. If that makes sense, yeah, because it's a yeah. lot easier to walk through like lines of people than it is to walk through them when they're shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, um, and some people like to sit in the crowd, don't they? Yeah, I've I've no, I've noticed people um, all up and down the hill on the main stage. They'll yeah, they'll they'll literally pull up a pew of grass and just sit there for an hour and wait for the band to come on. Or a camping um, chair. I'd hate to imagine seeing a camping chair in the, in the front section of the main stage purely because that's just really inconsiderate. Um, but up the hill, yeah, obviously I've I've done this before. Um, like you, you take your camping chair in, you sit, and you can just you can sit there all day. Especially if you're a bit older, if you're a bit older, you might want to take a camping chair um, because you know. I mean, I, I hate to stereotype, but you know, it, it doesn't tend to be older people who are crowd surfing. Well, I mean, even last time that we went to download, I mean, I I I ducked out early on the Sunday because my feet were killing me. So again, imagine someone that again has got about twenty years on me. They're going to want to take a chair, and so then the feet's not hurting, the back's not hurting because you stood up. Especially if you're camping in a really shitty tent and um, on a really crappy bed, yeah, your back's going to, your back's going to be killing you anyway. So true. again, having to be having to be stood up for about twelve hours watching bands, yeah, it's going to get painful. Yeah, so it's probably a good idea to take a camping chair and 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 sit a little bit further back and a bit, you know, because you don't want to get caught up in. 
all of the melee with people doing, you know, mosh pits and circle pits and wall of death. You know, <laughs> that's you with your camping chair sat in the middle of it all. You don't want that. I'd imagine. I'd like to think, actually, some people use their common sense and not take their chairs down to the front section. But I mean, I think I have seen I have seen some people with their camping chairs, but it's up it's up against the barrier of the front section, like up mm. the up the, the back of the front section, if that makes sense. Up the back, yes. they've got their chairs. Um, that's the only place that I think should allow chairs up that front section. But even then, I uh, plonk a chair up the hill. There's there's screens that you can see the band from, oh, and you yeah. get a really good view up there. Mm, yeah, exactly. This year also, or last year, should I say, um, they announced the the bigger viewing stage as well. For um, I'm I'm not sure if it's just people um, with disabilities or if you can you can. Uh, anyone can buy it just to get a better view i'm not sure on that yeah so do you remember the uh, 2019 they had that big old pepsi tower to yeah. it was quite far back oh yes that, that had a good view of the stage yeah that had a really good view of the stages but for 2020 for obviously for 2021 now they announced they're going to basically put a big standing viewing platform on sort of i think stage left um where obviously if you you pay a hundred quid, you can stand on this platform and watch a better view. Um, I mean, I don't think I don't really think it's a good idea um, for a number of reasons. Uh, I think we've we've spoken about this before, where it would be you're a target for a pint of piss, or it makes it makes the viewing for people behind you. Obviously, people aren't going to stand right behind it. I'm not that silly, but even people that are behind it have then got to basically move and squash another section of the crowd just to be able to see what's going on, unless they put a screen on the back of the viewing um, platform. Hmm. Um, there was something else that I wanted to mention um, just to finish this section off, which is uh, flags and inflatables in the crowd. Um, there, are, you, you will see a lot of these. Um, now, if it's something that you don't mind losing, then I would recommend, yeah, absolutely, take it. You see all kinds of weird and wonderful inflatables, including sex dolls, um, you know, <laughs> animals. T-Rex, that's my favourite. T-Rex, oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> T-Rex, yeah, every year. Uh, bananas, all kind of stuff. There's lots of weird, you know, and, and it gets, it, sometimes it, it actually makes it onto the stage um, and, you know, they'll kick it away or whatever. But that's that's always good fun. Everyone loves an inflatable. There was every single year. If you're in a, if you're in a good position, you will see someone. Um, anyone will take a fucking twenty inch double ended dildo <laughs> and start wave start waving it about in the crowd. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you know what you mentioned? Flags. They're actually not permitted in the arena at download. Really, that's interesting to know. Yep. Um, it. It's more of a recent thing at the end of the end of this end of the the, the, the previous decade that they stopped allowing them in. Um, you can see videos of of them being used, but the last I think four or five years, they've said um, um, absolutely no. Inflatables still happen. Um, I would recommend bringing a couple of inflatables for Ailstorm. Um, after seeing them at Bloodstock a few years ago, um, inflatables were a massive thing. Um, flags? No, there's no flags allowed in um, in the arena at download anymore. And I can understand that because you watch coverage on the BBC of Glastonbury, and it is just nothing but flags 
it to an, a ridiculous extent that you can barely see through the flags to what the cameras are pointing at. So I can understand. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like. I don't like them. Again, it's when when you look at the footage from Glastonbury, it's yeah, you can barely see the fucking stage. So I almost think like, what's the what's the point? Oh, I know what the point is. It's to say, look, my flag's on TV. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, shut the door there. So, you don't see many um, uh, like messages these days. I remember see, seeing videos back in the day on YouTube of you know people holding up signs to the bands, but you don't really see that much these days. No, you're right. Um, it used to be a thing, didn't it? Much more than than, than more recently. Yeah, like scribbling on a bit of cardboard or something. Look at my boobies, etc. So don't forget you can ask us questions or give us your viewpoint by sending us a message on social media. Tell us your do's and don'ts about uh, crowds. Tell us something that we've missed or just give us your opinion. So just search for FestPod on the socials and tell us what you think. Next up, we'll get some of your tips for download in your say. Uh, It's a little bit different. Yes, this is is new. In this section, we'll find out what's coming out of your mouths on social media. Uh, We've got some of your replies to our question that we asked online, uh, which was, this time around, what are you most looking forward to when download returns? If you have a look at FestPod on our socials, You'll see a big square there uh, with that question. What are you most looking forward to when download returns? If you want to, you can continue answering that. We have had some answers already. Yeah, so this one is from side.iv8567, and they have said, I, for one, will kiss the ground, take an emotional deep breath, and then probably cry. I'm going to be honest, I probably will too. I think that's Sylvie, is it? S-Y.L-V. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be fun, reading out people's names. <laughs> people's usernames. Yeah, because, uh, again, <laughs> again, it's like when we posted to Battle Jacket podcast onto Twitch, didn't we? And um, they, they, they couldn't say my name. No, Because exactly. obviously my name's sort of L-E-I-G-H. They said, um, was that tel- television? Tele- no, it's television. Television. Um. Go see if we get your username wrong. Please be kind. We are simply simple. Gurgo music, or that's how I think I'm going to say it. Being surrounded by like-minded people, holding a beer in my hand, listening to my favourite song. See, that's something we can all relate to, isn't it? Uh, Kai Kai Gad on the Facebook comment says, uh, "Being an expert weatherman the week before and still not packing the right stuff." See, it's so difficult. You pack for everything. That's the thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, you find yourself either packing too light or packing too heavy. Mm, yeah. It's hard to get the balance right. Yeah, I've got another one here from uh, Mini underscore Marriott's underscore and Mini. Um, that feeling of being home, that first cheer from the crowd when the first band of the weekend steps onto stage, whenever it may be, I cannot wait. And again... Neither can I. Mike Carter on Facebook. Screams of butt scratcher. A nice one, brother. Which you will hear. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 do you know what? I watched, I watched that film, actually, that the nice one, brother, came from. Uh, oh, is it from a film? 
Yeah, from Human Traffic. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Danny Dyer film, Human Traffic. It, it was a, it was, a, it was a weird one, but yeah, that's where that comes from. And to be honest, that's one thing about Download I will not miss. <laughs> Butt scratcher. See, I, it'd be weird if they didn't shout it though, don't you think? Uh, Hazel Clemens says just being there, which kind of sums up the last year for everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah managing to get totally. onto that the sacred grass of download Donington for us all to get back absolutely well if you've got any thoughts on uh, what are you most looking forward to when download returns go to our socials that's just Festpod that you're looking for and uh, look for that square what are you most looking for to when download returns and pop your message in there as well uh, we are looking for answers to our question for next week which is if you could give one piece of advice for going to Download Festival, what would it be? Uh, well, I'm sure you're full of uh, interesting tidbits. Uh, we have posted that one on our socials. You can answer that one there as well. So uh, tell us what Download means to you. Ask our advice about going to Download or give us your memories as well just by looking for FestPod on the socials. And that is it for this episode. We'll catch you next time. Bye. A Wilco Productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. FestPod, the unofficial rock festival guide, is part of the Acast Creator Network.